broadcasting from down on the bayou. It's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network. Powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode... 92. 92. And that's funny. I even told Elijah it was 92. <laughs> <laughs> At the house. And you already you already forgot. I already huh? forgot. Boy, it's, it's been that kind of day. Yeah, huh? we are broadcasting live from the CBD for you.net hotline or well, studios. Studios. We don't, have, we don't have a sponsor for the hotline. Boy, Patrick. Not yet, but if anybody wants to sponsor, uh, averagemarks at gmail.com, let us know. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with this? I am totally discombobulated. What, what What's going on with you, man? I, I don't know, dude. It, you've only done this 91 times before. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, uh, we're not doing the bang taste test today. Maybe that's what you need. You need yeah. a bang taste test. That, Possibly so. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that one eventually. We'll get back to it eventually. Yeah, CBDFORYOU.net. Just looked on their website. They got a 60% sale blowout. 60% off. Yes. If you don't find anything in the 60% blowout sell, you can always use the code WELCOME35 and get 35% off your first order. Go check it out. CBDFORYOU.net. All right. On today's episode, The Average Marks, uh, episode number 92, we're going to review Clash of Champions that happened this past Sunday. Also tonight... Uh, NXT debuts on USA. Yes. We'll talk about that. And then a uh, surprise appearance last night on SmackDown as Brock Lesnar showed up on SmackDown last night, challenged Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship whenever Fox goes uh, live on Fox in a couple of weeks. Also, Big Cass was arrested earlier this week. A little mm. bit of craziness happened there. Also, some rumor mill stuff and all that and much more coming up on The Average Marks, episode number 92. Follow us on social media. We are wherever you are, at The Average Marks, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Twitch, at The Average Marks. Also, if you want to contribute to this podcast, if you like our content, you want to make sure it keeps going for a long time in the future, you can do that. You can start out at a dollar a month, or you can go all the way up to Great Muda status, $50 a month. There's really cool perks along the way to check all of that out. Patreon.com backslash The Average Marks. And a new website in the works. Oh, we have a new website in the works? Yes. Well, that's the first I hear of that, so that's pretty cool. Breaking news. Oh, breaking news. You can also donate at streamlabs.com slash average marks. And I think if you donate there, your name might pop up here yeah. on the stream. You know, everybody likes seeing their name pop up on streams and whatnot. Cool little dancing zombie. Yeah, I wish I could change it, but I never <laughs> really got around to, to changing it. But hey, the dancing zombie's cool yeah, with the Zombies me, are so. still in, Patrick. All right, so we're going to go ahead and dive into our first topic. It is not that. It is a Clash of Champions that happened this past Sunday night. I will say... To me, in my opinion, somewhat of a lackluster pay-per-view, but um, a couple of title changes for the most part everyone retained, but let me go over the results here real quick. Drew Gulag retained his uh, Cruiserweight Championship, defeating uh, Humberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. That match was kind of sloppy. This match, it surprised me that, first of all, it was so short. Second of all, it happened on the pre-show, but AJ Styles defeated Cedric Alexander for the United States Championship. I'm trying to figure out why they put that match on the pre-show. It's a slap in the freaking face. That's what it is. It's a slap in the face to the phenomenal one, although maybe he was like, you know what? No, he wasn't like that. Well, maybe he wasn't. AJ Styles doesn't fight on the pre-show voluntarily. Yeah, but you know, part of him, I'm not going to say all of him, maybe part of him was like, hey, look, early night, 
I'm going to wrestle my no. five-minute match. and I'm gonna No. You don't break your body for that long and make a name of yourself and be a headliner and a main eventer in WWE to work a pre-show match. You have a point. You have a legitimate point Bro, there. Bro, that ticked me off when I saw that. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably learn why in Rumor Mill. So stick oh, with us in the end. Of okay, the show. so you have some Rumor Mill about that. You know okay. it. All right. Uh, going to the main card now uh, Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, this is where one of the titles changed hand. Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler defeated Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman after uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun pushed Robert Roode and knocked Seth out of the. Or no, it was the other way around or something like that. And, no, no, no. Yeah, Braun pushed him into Seth. And then uh, basically what happened was they got rid of Braun, and then Robert Roode hit Seth with the, the glorious DDT. Glorious. And, and then they become the new uh, Raw Tag Team Champions. And then Bailey, the uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, retained against Charlotte Flair. That was a very short match. That was actually the shortest match of the night, 345. Uh, she uh, exposed the, the bottom turnbuckle and threw Charlotte in there, and Charlotte's head hits the, the, you know, the metal thing of the turnbuckle and, and you know Bailey gets the win off of that so that was a little bit of a weird match in my opinion the Revival defeated the New Day for the Smackdown Tag Team titles uh, this led me to think maybe Randy Orton was going to win the you know WWE title and they because the Revival and Randy kind of have this little faction thing going on right now you know give them all the titles but uh, the Revival won Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville to retain the women's tag team titles I thought for sure Mandy Rose and Sonya were going to get it but Mandy Rose is on the cover of Maxim, yes. by the way. Uh, trust me, are, are already. <laughs> uh, way ahead of you on that, brother. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated The Miz uh, to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Sasha Banks defeated Becky Lynch by disqualification. So Becky Lynch is still the uh, Raw Women's Champion. I believe they're going to have a rematch inside Hell in a Cell. Must have been cold in there. Yeah, you're right. It must have been because a little bit of nippling action happening uh, for uh, Becky Lynch. But that seems, I don't know. Can you say that on the radio? uh, I hope so because I just did. But anyway, so I don't know. I feel like Becky's, I've noticed Becky's attire, that has happened uh, a handful of times. So maybe they're just playing in cold arenas or maybe Becky's just excited. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, it it could be. She might be just pumped. She might be thinking about Seth while she's wrestling out there. Uh, Kofi Kingston retained the WWE Championship by defeating Randy Orton. Uh, That was a pretty solid. That was the longest match of the night, as a matter of fact. Um, Eric Rowan defeated Roman Reigns. Uh, The surprise here was that, first of all, Eric Rowan won the match. Yeah. Uh, Second of all, we saw the return of Luke Harper. Yes. I thought for sure that Luke Harper was done with WWE. He was just kind of sitting out his contract, waiting to either get released or just let his contract run out, and he's going to go somewhere else. But He needed a payday. Well, maybe he's still doing that. He's got a kid. Yeah, but and now he's back. He's uh, teamed up with Eric Rowan. The uh, Bludgeon Brothers are back together, although I don't think they're actually using the Bludgeon Brothers gimmick anymore because... Let's face it, that was somewhat of a failure, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, main event, uh, this was actually a pretty... Uh, this might have been one of the better matches of the night, in my opinion. Seth Rollins defeats Braun Strowman. Uh, one of the big spots there, Braun Strowman just does a giant splash from the top rope and lands on Seth, and I thought, wow, that could be it. And then Braun like, kind of hurts his knee, and it takes some time to roll over on Seth. But it took Seth, I think, four curb stomps and a pedigree to uh, finally take down Braun Strowman, and Seth beat him clean. So Seth retains... The Universal Championship, and then uh, as the show was going off the air, Seth Rollins is on the uh, the stage, you know, celebrating, and here comes the Fiend, 
uh, the Fiend attacks Seth Rollins, and now it looks like uh, I think it's been made official the Fiend will take on Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship at Hell in a Cell. Maybe it'll be in Hell in a Cell. I don't know if that match has been made official as far as it being inside Hell in a Cell. I can look here real quick. I got an idea. How about they make it in a spooky house in the middle of nowhere? Uh, don't do the. Uh, it's a Hell in a Cell match, as a matter of fact. Uh, don't do a. Uh, what was that match that he did with Randy Orton a couple years <laughs> I can't ago? Remember uh, House of Horrors yes. or something like that? That was that was terrible. <laughs> that was so terrible. But uh, <laughs> but we got Becky Lynch. So far, these are the two matches for Hell in a Cell, which will take place October the sixth. Uh, that's not that long away. That's uh, two days after the SmackDown debut on Fox, which we'll talk a little bit about here. Coming up, that'll be in Sacramento, California, at the new home of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the Go- No, wait, hold on. That's actually next week. Raw. Well, Golden State's moving to San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I saw Golden One. It's, the, it's called the Golden One Center, so for some reason I thought Golden State. I just had a brain fart. But uh, yeah, next week, Raw is going to be at the Chase Center, which is what it's called in San Francisco, mm. which is the new home of the uh, the, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, so they're nice. going to break in a new uh, venue next week with Monday Night Raw. That'll be fun uh, for I'm sure anybody attending. But the two matches so far for Hell in a Cell on October the 6th, Seth Rollins defends the Universal title against The Fiend Bray Wyatt, and Becky Lynch will defend her Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. But back to you know Clash of Champions. To me, outside of the last two matches with Luke Harper coming back, uh, I thought that was shocking. I thought that was a surprise. So right. I always like it when uh, WWE catches me by surprise. That definitely caught me by surprise. The Fiend didn't really catch me by surprise, but... So far, everything they have done with The Fiend has been absolutely phenomenal, and um, Sunday night was no different with him attacking uh, Seth Rollins. And then on Monday night, uh, they were in Knoxville, and uh, who's the mayor of Knox County? You know it. Glenn Jacobs. Uh, he showed up and won the 24-7 title for about an hour, and then uh, he returns as Kane, uh, comes out at the end of the show to sort of help Seth Rollins, who was you know five on one, being attacked by the OC, and then a uh, Ziggler and Rude. Uh, Kane comes out, cleans house, and then here comes the Fiend Bray Wyatt attacks Kane, and then basically just stares down Seth with another crazy, a little bit of a crazy ending to Raw. I didn't expect Kane to come out uh, as the Demon Kane because right. we had seen him as you know Mayor Glenn Jacobs all night long on Monday Night Raw, winning the. And I, I that, that was a surprise too. I didn't really, so I was kind of excited to see Kane a little bit. Because, you know, they had the whole R-Truth and Carmella thing. They were at the uh, the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, which is in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, R-Truth's in there doing his, you know, comedy shtick or whatever, talking about, what was he talking about? I, I can't remember, but... Uh, How tall the women were. Yeah, he's like, man, they had to be like, what, 40 feet, huh, or something like that. And then Kane, you know, or Glenn Jacobs, or whatever you want to call him, shows up. And it was a legit surprise. I, I just wasn't thinking that you know Glenn Jacobs slash Kane was going to show up on Raw, so that was kind of exciting. So that's kind of what's you know what happened there. That was exciting for Raw, but like I say, Clash of Champions overall, despite the last two matches, a little lackluster in my opinion. I don't know. It just yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, you know, when Sunday came around, they were like, "Oh, Clash of Champions is tonight." I kind of forgot about it, you know. No, you know what's Unless they, huh? Your really. <sighs> My vocabulary is lackluster. Well, my, my master's degree says otherwise. Oh, snap. And my two other college degrees that I have. Uh, how many degrees do you have? What grade are you in, by Ooh. the way? Okay, seventh grade. Don't come up, don't come at me about <laughs> vocabulary. Uh, so anyway, uh, back before I was so rudely interrupted. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Clash of Champions, you know, a lot of people woke up on Sunday were thinking, 
uh, you know, like it was Clash of Champions but, is tonight. Like, but why would we expect it? anything different? That's consistently what WWE has given us on pay-per-views. Yeah, well, this is the time of year. You know, football season's back. A lot of people, you know, are focusing on football season. Uh, at least I, I am. That's for sure. And you know, if they if if they didn't listen to the podcast last week, you know, if you, if you listen to the podcast last week, obviously we did the Clash of Champions preview show. You should have known it was coming up on Sunday. But yeah, we moved back to Castbox and we almost doubled our numbers. Yeah, so thanks to everybody listening on Castbox. That's really cool. Appreciate you guys listening on a Castbox. But here's some of the takeaways I got, Patrick. Go ahead. Number one, I surely hope that when AJ got back in Gorilla. He slapped the taste out of somebody's mouth like he did to Ricochet. Yeah, whoever put me on a... <laughs> yeah. Who the hell put me on the pre-show? Because yeah. I'm looking at these, some of these matches. If I go back and look at some of these matches, there were some other matches that could have easily... But, like, I mean, I don't want to be doo-dooing on the you know Inter- Intercontinental Championship, but Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz, that could have easily been... And to me, because AJ and Cedric can put on a phenomenal match. You know, yeah. no pun intended, or pun intended, <laughs> as a matter of fact, but... AJ and Cedric, man, those two together in the ring, like they could put on a spectacular match. Like, why not have those two guys, you know, battle it out? At least on the main card. I'm not saying you got to put them on last because yeah. Seth and Braun obviously go on last, and they had a pretty good match. But this match wasn't even five minutes. It was running up against the clock at the end of the pre-show. Like, I just don't understand. This could have been the first match of the pay-per-view. Because, like most people have said, if I'm not going last, I want to go first. Yeah, and I'm looking at some of these other matches, like the SmackDown tag team titles. No, no disrespect to the Revival or the New Day, but or even the, like I said, the Intercontinental Championship could have gone on there. Um, so I, I don't know. Even you know what? If you're going to put AJ and Cedric on the pre-show, Eric Rowan and Roman on the pre-show, but then again they had the Luke Harper return, so I guess I can understand oh, no, you why don't they put the big dog on the pre-show. Well, if you're gonna put if you can put AJ Styles, the United States champion, on the pre-show, I don't see why you can't put Roman Reigns on the pre-show. Because Roman, you know, Roman's in this weird storyline right now where Eric Rowan tried to take him out, they whole thing with Daniel Bryan, and then Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are no longer in cahoots and um so I, I don't know what you know, the, the, like I said, the, the whole thing with Eric Rowan, just I don't know if they're trying to get Rowan over. See, I don't even what, think they know because reports are coming out that creative is in total disarray. They're mm-hmm. at each other's throats. Yeah. They can't make final decisions. Trash. I don't know. but Garbage. And one more takeaway. Uh, Sasha, how you doing? Yeah, Sasha. Hey, Sasha always looked good. Like though. that blue hair girl. Yeah, Sasha always looked good. So, um but and she and I, I kind of like the the heel Sasha. Sasha's yeah. playing the heel role as good as she can play it. She, to me, she's always been her gimmick has always been made to be a heel. Mm-hmm. So um, she's doing a fantastic job of that. And then they have the four horsewomen all kind of being involved with one another some way somehow right now, which I'm hoping can lead to you know we have always wanted to see the. Uh, the four yeah, but they're all feuding against each other. Yeah, well, th- think of it this way. A year ago, Charlotte and Becky were at each other's throats. Monday night, Charlotte's coming down to help Becky. So, you know, they can swing it however they want to swing it and make it look as if, one, you know, eventually somewhere down the line, these four women, you know, let's say Ronda Rousey comes back with her three, you know, uh, with Shayna, Shafir, and Duke, and they just beat the hell out of all four of the four horsewomen, the four original horsewomen, and uh, you know, that would be a terrible look. Yeah. Well, well, how would that be a terrible look? Because when you think about that team, there's only 
two legit people on Ronda Rousey's team. The other ones are a straight dumpster fire when well, they get in the ring. Yeah, I mean, and it, then you got three. Le- I mean, four legit champions mm-hmm. on the other four. Uh, yeah. Four ladies. It's just the odds. Yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying, but. Uh, but you know, a lot of people have been wanting to see that. The four, oh, of course. You know, Ronda's four horsewomen versus the four original horsewomen. I say Ronda's four horse because obviously Ronda's the the big star of the four. But by the time they give it to us, we're going to be done with it, though. Hey, yeah, but another thing, creative messed up. But I mean, want to be as bad as the other things. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um. <laughs> so. But yeah, the, you know, then now that's obviously just you know we're fantasy booking that. I mean, everybody's fantasy booked that at some point, somewhere yeah. down the line. But you know, back to the the four horsewomen here. It's uh, you know, they, they got them all feuding and whatnot, and you know, it's good. I mean, those are the four you know, top women in, in the divisions. But eventually, you know, we got the Sasha Becky rematch. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Bailey and, and Charlotte, but. And what what is Bailey supposed to be? Is Bailey supposed to be a heel a face? Is she a tweener? What, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if she's a heel, she's not backing any of it up because she got dominated the whole match. And look, I can't take Bailey seriously when she's coming out to her theme song. Exa- like, that's exactly what I said. I said if she's a heel, why is she still coming out to this crappy song? The, this old hugging stuff and like I just that. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe this day and age, you can still have that gimmick, but be a heel in a sense or. Because I think Bailey's not necessarily trying to be a heel, but she's also not doing. She's like I don't know. I, I've been trying to you know pay attention to her and just try to like you know watch her mannerisms, I guess. And she's not you know the she's not giving out hugs and talking about hugs and this and that. Like she's she's trying to she's talking about being loyal to Sasha, and who is a straight heel, straight up heel. Yes, yeah, so Sasha's doing a fantastic job. So at the end of the day, Bailey's like. Not doing heel things, but she's not doing face things either. So she's kind of in between. But associating herself with Sasha obviously puts her in that that heel category, I guess, by default. Yeah. Uh, but I, she she was getting some booze. She's she's starting to get a little some booze here and there. But like I said, she's not doing anything to get the booze other than associating herself with Sasha. That's all right. she's really doing. So. Exactly. But uh, yeah, the four horse women. Uh, we know we're gonna get the rematch with Becky and Sasha. Well, undoing the turnbuckle that was pretty heel. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was pretty. So that was a, a sneaky. Yeah, you're right. So I, I do agree with that. They're that booking was her a, as a chicken ass heel because she grabbed the belt and ran out yeah, right after it was over. Yeah, she did. So, and I, I'm thinking down the line we might. Of course, I know. I think we've already saw this. Uh, did we? No, we didn't. Uh, like a, I don't know, a Becky and Charlotte versus Sasha and. Uh, Bailey tag that would match be fantastic some, somewhere down sound somewhere down the line, but but yeah. So uh, like I said, I wasn't really sure what they were doing with Bailey at first, but now you you you, you reminded me that Bailey did the heel move of undoing the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that. Um, you even said that earlier, bro. What? Um, at the match, you said, "Yeah, she undid the turnbuckle." Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> Come on, Patrick, remember something. We both need caffeine. No, I don't need. I. I I'm I'm good, me. But uh, then we saw the return of Rusev. Yes, true. I was on Monday on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, she's he's apparently the the father of Maria's new new child, and it has a dumb mustache. Well, it's grow a, your hair back out, dude. I tell you what, uh, take away the hair and the mustache, dude looks phenomenal shape. I mean, I don't know, he looks corny to me. Uh, I, I I'm cool with it. I like it. I think it's a good look. I mean, he he's had a bunch of different looks. Granted, I did like the longer hair, but now the dude you, still looks like a beast. If you make that a handlebar mustache, then I'd be all about that. I wonder what Lana has to say about this. 
I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see, because we haven't seen Lon in a while either. We haven't seen Rusev either. That's why he came back. I'm noticing a lot of people are coming back. You had Luke Harper come back. You had... Um, Rusev come yeah. back, and you have uh, they, they're starting to make they have cameos for AOP coming back too. So yes, I did see that on Monday Night Raw, which they had the draft coming up all October the 11th. Yes, I so, wonder if they started just throwing out money. They're like, "Look, we want you back. Here's a few extra more, you know, well, I don't dollars." Know. I don't know, but uh, certainly. Uh, you know, Fox, uh, you know, with Fox. And that's the thing. They had the shakeup back in April, and now you got the draft. So I think they're going to have a clean slate and start drafting people. And eventually, after October the 11th and the 14th, there's gonna, uh, on Raw is going to be the second half of the draft. After that, they're going to, you know, they're going to have uh, no more wild card or anything. You're going to have strictly SmackDown, strictly Raw, which if you're going to do it that way, do it that way. Because I'm, you know, you got... You got these raw people, you know, fighting for SmackDown titles and this and that, and that just—it's confusing to me, and I don't like it. But mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, now let's switch gears a little bit. Yes, talk about NXT on the USA Network starts tonight. How you doing? Uh Let me see if I can pull up the quick. I know, I know for a fact two matches. Matt Riddle is going to be taking on Killian Dane in a street fight, uh, and then also. The Velveteen Dream that he's going to be defending his North American Championship against Roderick Strong. So two really good mm. matches I expect uh, tonight. But let me see if I can find. Uh, let's see if they have some more matches they announced for tonight. But I'm looking forward. But now here's the thing. Um, I, I think that uh, they're only going to have one hour on on USA, and the second hour I believe is going to be on the network. So I'm looking to see what other matches they have you know, scheduled for tonight. I, I expect them to pull out all the stops tonight. They're you're gonna, you know, they're gonna pull out all of their, you know, their stars. Let's see, uh, Velveteen Dream defending a North American Championship against Roderick Strong, uh, Adam Cole, uh, what baby. Uh, Of course, I'm sure we're going to see Adam Cole. He is the NXT champion. Uh, Killian Dane and Matt Riddle, of course, will have a street fight. Uh, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, and Mia Yim square off in a number one contendership match for the NXT Women's Championship. Ah, That'll be a fun uh, fatal four-way. And uh, I think other than that, those are the three main matches. I think they might have one or two more matches they'll just kind of throw in there or maybe just some impromptu matches or something like that. But uh, I'm excited, you know, because I always enjoyed watching NXT but the fact that it's been taped before just kind of is like, eh, you know, it. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. It's like, I don't, I like, I like the fact that it's live. I like the fact that I can, you know, go on social media and react with all the other wrestling fans of the internet wrestling community and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do in a live. Now, granted, you know, all their tapings, their takeovers have always been live. They've always done phenomenal work there. I expect nothing less here tonight, but I feel like tonight is going to be the biggest, I say it, it is going to be the biggest NXT show in the history of NXT in the, what, six, seven years that it's been in existence. First live NXT regular show. So, um, yeah, it, it says right here, of course, on the graphic we got up on our uh, on our live stream, USA Network begins at 7 o'clock, and it continues on the network at 8 o'clock. So you're only going to get an hour. And, you know, I was talking about how they're going to put Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. Matt Riddle, arguably one of their best stars right now, in my opinion. Yep. I'm a huge Matt Riddle fan. Uh, they're going to put him. Let's see. Who's on here? Uh, Andy Boy 12 says, yo. Thank yo, play Yo, Andy Boy. We're talking NXT on uh, USA Tonight. 
for the first time uh, ever on USA Network. Looking forward to it. I, is Adam Cole Bay Bay going to wrestle? I don't know. Um, you would because I would think it's the first night. He's got to. I know. I know he's going to wrestle, but like because you know the first night that SmackDown's going to go to so Fox, Brock Lesnar is going to fight Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. So. I would think first night on USA. Hey, but maybe they're gonna wait because apparently there's some show on the on USA that suits. You yeah, get suits. preempted for suits. Yeah, we got preempted. Yeah, NXT got preempted for suits. Yeah, just wait until the suits season is over. Um, uh, he uh, Andy Boy says Johnny Gargano is the best NXT superstar. Well, that's it's uh, debatable, but uh, certainly Johnny Gargano is definitely. If you're gonna debate that, he's in the conversation. Yeah, no I doubt. mean, there might be a one A one B here. I, I think Cole's up there. Velveteen's. See, the thing about Velveteen is he has, as far as the talent, probably the best talent on, on that roster. But his uh, his offense is just so vanilla. It's his gimmick that really gets him over. Just his uniqueness and whatnot. His charisma. Roderick Strong, in my opinion. Roderick Strong's a better wrestler than Velveteen Dream, in my opinion. Now the oh, gimmick, now the gimmick for Velveteen Dream is so much better. Oh my god! But uh, and like Adam Cole's up there. You have Johnny Gargano. Also, uh, when, when's Tommaso Ciampa going to be back, man? I hope Tommaso Ciampa is going to be back before too long. I mean, I know he had the serious injury, but uh, definitely Tommaso Ciampa. Hopefully, he'll come in and. Um, you know, get in on some of that action on the NXT on a USA. But that's happening tonight again. Uh, the Fatal Four Way match. Uh, Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, uh, Io Shirai, uh, and Mia Yim, Fatal 4. That's going to be a great match. Uh, number one contendership for the NXT Women's title. Velveteen Dream will defend the North American title against Roderick Strong. Another great match. And then Killian Dane and Matt Riddle is going to be in a street fight. So these dudes might fight all over Full Sail University tonight, and I'm looking forward to that. So it's going to be a fun night. Uh, as soon as we wrap this up here, I'm running home and turning on the USA Network and uh, checking it out. Yeah, you think they're going to be so pumped up. This may just be like a takeover atmosphere. It very well could they be. They just a go balls to the wall. I, I think I think it's going to be like a takeover atmosphere tonight. So that's happening tonight, seven o'clock USA Network. Actually, an hour from now, uh, it's as it's uh, six o'clock here on the mm-hmm. dot. Uh, but yeah, so NXT tonight. And I, now let's uh, move on again. Uh, what I did mention, I mentioned something about Brock and Kofi. Uh, they're going to be fighting each other on the first ever SmackDown Live on Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be October the 4th, which is two weeks from Friday. Uh, Brock Lesnar surprisingly showed up on SmackDown. I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown Live, but he's going to wrestle on SmackDown October the 4th, WWE title on Fox. I'm curious to see the ratings that, uh, that draw, that, that, uh, but you know in. what? That's a bunch of BS anyway, because how do they know? It's all a guesstimation. They don't know how many people are actually watching it. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, right now it's on USA and it's going to be on Fox. If you just took, you know, if you were to guess how many households are, um, you know, have access to Fox versus how many households have access to USA, the number of people who have access to Fox, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a broadcast channel. Uh, so it's not a cable channel. So the number of that people that have Fox versus USA is probably above and beyond. It might be double, mm-hmm. you know, because you got all these people that cord cutters, cord, yeah, cord cutters that just you know, and of course cord cutters go to places like Sling TV, 
um, what's another like YouTube TV, Hulu Live TV? They probably all have mm-hmm. the USA Network. I know Sling TV does for sure because I had a free trial of that and I tried. And it was actually I did like it, but yeah, cord cutters and they might just have the antenna, the bunny rabbit ears or whatever mm-hmm. they call it, where you can get a fox. And yep. that's where WWE SmackDown Live is going to be on Friday nights. Uh, the the other interesting thing is that you know you're going to start this on Friday night in the middle of the fall where. You have high school football all around the country, uh, especially here in Louisiana. Uh, high school football is a big deal. Uh, it's football season. Even college football plays on Friday nights, too, in, in some instances. So that's going to be interesting to, to see the numbers there. I think overall the numbers might get a little bit bigger when we hit the spring because on Friday nights in the spring, what is there to do? Right, but at the same time, we talked about this before. Uh, the majority of the people that are going to be watching this anyway, mm-hmm. religiously, yeah, most likely – Aren't football fans? Yeah, you're right, and I, I guess I just uh, I, I think of myself whenever. I mean, you, you too, you're a big football fan. You know, we're both pro wrestling and football guys. Like, like when I'm around all these indie events all across the state in Texas and stuff like that, and I start talking to guys, especially when it's football season, I'm like, uh, you know, you doing fantasy football this year? Mm-hmm. Nah, man, I, I don't like football. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I like football, but I don't even want to do fantasy football no more because I just, I don't know. It does nothing for me anymore, I guess. But, but you, anyway. You're playing me this week. Well, that's, that's, that's fine. And I lost, and, and and I, Patrick- I, I lost, I lost zero amount of sleep for that. But, um, <laughs> so that's why it's called fantasy, by the way. Um, so anyway, uh, but yeah, fantasy football. I, I don't know. I've been wanting to get off of it for years, but then you know, people like you, like, hey, you join the league? I ah, sure, whatever. You know, I'll do it. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's a great way to talk smack around the workplace. I guess. But it, once again, I, I don't talk smack. If I beat somebody in fantasy, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, believe Sucks, me, Patrick. You know? If I beat you, oh, it's coming. Well, I remember last year. You know, we played each other in week one, and after the Thursday night game, you were beating me pretty handily, and you came in here Friday morning. Talking smack, and then Monday rolls around. It was a whole different story. So yeah, you gotta be careful there. No, uh, I'm still gonna go with it. If it, as long as I'm leading you, the mm-hmm. smack will be flowing. All right. Well, hey, if you say so, I'll uh, I'll just uh, just block it out because <laughs> does not phase me. But uh, so yeah, back to you know SmackDown Live on Friday nights. You know, I think it's gonna do well on Friday nights from the from the perspective that it's going to be on Fox and so many more households are have that because you don't even need like you just get some bunny rabbit ears you're not even paying for cable you just get the broadcast antenna and boom mm-hmm. there you go you, you get Fox you don't have to pay for it so in HD baby and right now I want to say on, on USA Smackdown's averaging anywhere from like one and a half million to two million people uh, that's just a guess uh, based on what I've seen um but I think that number could skyrocket to well over 3 million people uh, or double, you know what I'm saying, uh, on Fox. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially to see if they get more people watching than Monday Night Raw because Monday nights are, you know, you're not really doing much. You're hanging out, you know, it's the beginning of the work week. You want to unwind after the start of the work week. You go home and uh, you're just sitting out. And of course, they have Monday Night Football, which, which a lot of people watch as well. But it's also a cable thing, you know, where mm-hmm. it's on ESPN. Whereas if. It was on ABC like it used to be. More households get ABC. So I'm looking forward to seeing the ratings, how they do. I'm also looking forward to seeing the ratings for NXT. Now, this whole Suits thing uh, where NXT, the second hour, is being preempted for Suits, I wonder if that's going to be the case in two weeks when AEW starts on TNT for two hours, 7 to 9, same time slot as 
NXT on the USA Network. Yeah, I that'd wonder be a, that'd be a hot mess because nobody's going to the network. They're flipping over to TNT. Yeah, and I'm already look. I've already been on record as saying I'm probably going to watch AEW over NXT. Although during commercials, I'm going to flip over to USA Network, check out and see what NXT's doing because I know the deal with NXT. I know they're good, but AEW's it's it's a new fresh product and. My opinion, I want to watch the new fresh product just to see where it goes because you know we've we've, we've had a handful of AEW events now, but I'm ready to see what they do on a week to week basis. They haven't, you know, it's been what three weeks now since they've had uh, all out a little over almost three weeks since they've had all out. Uh, the only thing they're doing to get you know uh, do a little promotion. I, I mean, I've seen AEW commercials all over TV now. They even had an <laughs> AEW commercial play during SmackDown last night on USA. So really, I, yeah, very interesting there. And then of course when I watch boy you know, USA double dipping. Yeah, I know, right? But what uh, jerks. But certainly, you know, if NXT <laughs> and that's the thing, I don't know if internally NXT really cares about. You know, having just one hour versus, you know, the two hours that AEW is going to have. I don't know what the, you know, and I don't know how long the suit show is going to be, you know, how long the season is going to last. But I would think if uh, if they're smart, do whatever you can to get suits off USA and get NXT two full hours on there because, man, that's just. Uh, yeah, believe me, a lot more people will be watching NXT than suits. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Come on. I want I, I if I can get the overnight ratings tomorrow I want to see what that 1 hour on US on uh for NXT is going to do tonight versus that that suits show I want to see what the but ratings I mean, are going to be Just like I said before they could lie to us and we can't fact check them uh-huh. There's like no way to actually know because when you're watching it you're not getting counted Why would I not be getting counted Are you submitting it into them that oh, you're watching no. no I guess not Then who is How I do they know. figure out that like like when when SmackDown goes to Fox. If they say 86 million people watch the first night. If 86 million people watch the first how can we night. Call, how can we call them out? We can't because we can't fact check this crap. I guess not. But uh, but apparently the it it has there's a lot of weight to it. You Let know? me be starting on Nielsen. I, don't, you know, I say if it's Nielsen, I didn't Nielsen put out some overnight ratings. And I mean, apparently it carries some weight. Apparently it does. I'm, I'm I don't. I mean, I don't. Like I said, I don't know all the facts behind how they. Well, get yeah, because they're but, lying to their advertisers so they can make more money. It's all. A, it's all a gimmick. Everything's a work. Yeah, but certainly uh, NXT on uh, USA starts tonight. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's see. I'm just checking to see where we are. So we still got some time. Special left. Special screw you to Nielsen ratings. Not a fan of the Nielsen ratings, huh? No. Right up there with Nick Aldis. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we talked about Clash of Champions, NXT on USA, Brock versus Kofi, going to happen SmackDown mm-hmm. October the 4th. Uh, let's talk about something that happened, I believe, what, over the weekend uh, involving a former WWE wrestler uh. and big cast. Some big news, as you see the, um, the, the graphics up there, big cast, uh, you know, surrounded by uh, police officers. But uh, certainly, you know, apparently he was at some event. I don't know what 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 event was it? Do you know what event it was? It was some indie event or something yeah, like that. Yeah. No, I won't pretend to know. Although I did see a bunch of chatter. I'm Facebook friends with a bunch of indie guys. And apparently it's it's an old timer. Yeah. That's been doing this for a long time. And it was his final match. Like he's gonna retire in ring. Yeah. And he had big cast there. And a whole bunch of other legends. Yeah. Or or, you know, former wrestlers. Yeah. Um, and apparently 
Big Cass went into his usual douche mode. Yeah. Was being a jerk. Can you say that on the radio? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. Because uh, you already did, so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, you know, Big Cass, the the way he, you know, he got hurt in WWE, and then, I don't know, the way that it fell out with them, and then the whole Enzo thing, like, I don't know, just, I feel like he left WWE with a bad, you know, a bad taste in, the, in in everybody's mouth. And then, of course, him and Enzo were kind of, you know, feuding and not really hanging out, this and that. I guess outside of wrestling, they weren't really boys. And then, of course, we see them reemerge at G1 Supercard last April, uh, jumping the barricades and uh, at Ring of Honor, which we still don't know if that was a work or a shoot. I'm starting to think it was a shoot because we have not seen them in Ring of Honor since then, and it's been, what, yeah. five, six months now? Either way, it was epic. It was pretty epic. I'm not going to lie. It was definitely some talking points. Uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about it. So if they were there to get some exposure, it kind of worked. But at the same time, you know, they went on social media. They were marketing themselves, Big Cass, uh, XL, or whatever the hell he's calling himself, and uh, Enzo, Real One, whatever the hell, you know, they wanted to call themselves. But they were working together, and the fact that they, you know, after they both were, you know, left WWE or got released or whatever, um, they weren't hanging out together. And the fact that they were seen together, I was like, well, they must be, you know, it must be at work now because otherwise these dudes are not just going to hang out with each other for the hell of hanging out with each other because they don't really like each other. And now, now apparently Enzo has nothing to do with this, but well, in a sense he does actually, because remember, you know, he had the, 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 the altercation or the, the <laughs> confrontation. I'm not going to say it was altercation because no punches or anything were thrown, but with Joey Janela at the Blink 182 concert. Apparently this started when, Big Cass was there, and he ran into Joey Janela, and that incident was brought up, and they had words, this and that, and then next thing you know, he ends up in SCU's locker room, and he starts talking with them, and then next thing you know, he's getting, he gets knocked out, he starts threatening people, I'm going to kill you, this and that, and so I don't know what, a lot of people were thinking that he's just... I don't know if he was on something or I'm not. They weren't saying he was on something, but this something wasn't right. He's with just him. A, he's just a cancer in the locker room. He thinks he's a seven foot ba, <laughs> uh, but he's apparently he's not because you can't even take a punch, dude. You're like Glass Joe Jaw or Glass Jaw Joe or whatever his name is from Punch Out. Yeah, who did he? Uh, Glass Joe. Yeah, didn't somebody you know clean his clock? Yeah, it was one of the SCU guys. I'm thinking it was Frankie Kazarian, most likely. I don't think. Let me see, because I'm gonna look it up here. It was. Uh, I don't think it was Frankie Kazarian. I don't think it was anybody. I think members from SCU confronted him, or he ended up in their locker room, or whatever the case may be. But let me see if I can find find where he, uh, you know, where the story is here on Reddit. I'm looking it up right now, but. At the end of the day, it's not a good look for Cass at all. No. I mean, I, and the guy apparently was trying to make some sort of a comeback. He was supposed to be in this battle royal for whatever this show was going to be, and then he's you know, next thing you know, he's getting arrested. He's asked to leave the, the arena. Now, Joey Janela did not want to press charges or anything, so uh, you know, Joey Janela, the bad boy, Joey Janela becomes the good guy, Joey Janela, by saying, you know what, I'm just not even, you know, he needs to go get help. 
He needs to figure it out. And because Joey Janela knows he can't throw them things either, as we saw from that video. So he, yeah. he doesn't want any heat with Big Cass. So this is what, according to Voices of Wrestling, I think, based on what I'm reading here, um, Cass chased Joey Janela around the locker room and threatened to kill him and said he would shoot him after the show. Oh, God. He accused other wrestlers of stealing his gear and stuff and uh, said he'd kill them too. Got into a physical confrontation with Pat Buck, and Buck laid him out. So Pat uh. Buck laid him out. The cops were called at one point. Cass said he was going to kill himself. He's currently at a hospital. So uh, that this was you know a few days ago. Holy cow! So yeah, this what is a hot mess. Yeah. So this guy here is uh, absolutely. Let's see. And they got. Um, so okay, th- these are some of the updates. Uh, David Bix says Big Cass has not been arrested. Uh, this is more stuff from the Wrestling Observer here. Okay, he says he contacted Joey Janela and talked about you know that conf- that run in he had with uh, Enzo at the Blink One Eighty Two concert. Uh, Cass was approached by WrestlePro's Kevin Matthews, who diffused the situation for a moment. Cass continued to be loud and belligerent towards Janela to the point that Dan Math warned WrestlePro that if Cass wasn't calmed down, he was going to have to step in and handle the situation himself. And uh, Math is known as being an extreme professional backstage, so that even he that he even intimated he was at the point he wanted to take care of the situation was a huge sign that Cass was in the wrong. WrestlePro later had Math and Janela who are wrestling in the show, moved to a private room so they could call their match without distraction to keep Cass separated from them. However, Cass's behavior didn't stop there as he, according to four different sources, made his way through the locker room, accusing several of stealing a sweater he owned and began threatening that he was going to take care of the entire locker room, insinuating he was going to beat people up. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Pat Bug knocks him out. The consensus in the locker room is that Cass was completely unprofessional, especially given the fact that he was being given a chance by the promotion to come work as he was trying to redeem himself in the business. So some were so angry over the situation that there was a belief that had Cass remained in the locker room that uh, there were wrestlers who were willing to physically throw him out or worse themselves, but they were trying to be professional with someone who wasn't being professional at all. There was a lot of sympathy for Buck, given what tonight meant to him personally. And be- so apparently, Pat Buck was the one mm-hmm. who uh, was getting ready to retire. Uh, also, PW Insider was later told by several fans that even after being ejected, Cash remained outside the venue after Russell Pro's event ended at one point. It appeared local police were searching his car. Cass sat down on the sidewalk. Uh, according to three different fans, uh, we heard, including one who sent the picture, of course, the one that you see up on our. Uh, on our live stream right now. Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, uh, being, began loudly making remarks to himself to the point that concerned authorities called for an ambulance to take Cass to transport him to a local hospital. Uh, he was released in WWE in 2018 after a seven-year run with the company. In December that year, he collapsed at a House of Hardcore event in Philadelphia uh, while walking to his merchandise table during intermission, going into a seizure. Then he had admitted fighting depression and anxiety issues and worked towards being sober, including being assisted by Diamond Dallas Page and recovering from his personal issues. So Kaz just has just all this stuff that's been happening to him ever since you know his WWE release. So, look, I, you know, the guy has not had the best you know past 12 to 18 months, but... You know, the guy has potential. He's got some talent there. He's got... No, screw that dude. He has no potential. you got to have respect in the locker room. But I think, you know, and I'm trying... I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I actually did enjoy his work with Enzo. His singles work, didn't really enjoy that much. But him and Enzo as a tag team, I really enjoyed their work. So, 
I'm hoping that the reason that he had this episode was maybe he was just mentally something was wrong. I don't know whether it was something outside, and I understand you have you know people. Everybody has things going on on the outside uh, of work, but you got to get it together, man. So I I don't really. And you know, I don't know. Some people have mental issues that they can't control. I, I, you know, I don't know what that's like. I mean, I don't have mental issues that I can't control, so I can't speak for him to say what he might have been thinking. But you know, all I can say is I hope the guy can get whatever issues he has fixed. And I don't think he's ever going to wrestle in a major promotion, at least not anytime soon. Uh, but certainly, you know, I hope the guy can at least get back up on his feet and get back on the right track because, you know, you hate to see anybody go through stuff like that, even if they're bringing it upon themselves. But like I said, you know, he might, he's bringing it upon himself, but he might not have control over his, you know, mental stuff. Because there's, trust me, there's times where, you know, my job, I get stressed. I try not to, but I can't help it. You need that CBD. Well, I I have been using that CBD and, uh, sometimes even the CBD doesn't help. So... (laughs) Um, it's because you're using that whack gas station CBD. Uh, well, it's, it was a certified, you know, seller uh, of CBD. No, it's so, whack. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, once I'm done with this one, I'm gonna. If they ever have the chocolate CBD on CBDforyou.net, uh, it's not sold out. I'll get it. But but what a fall from grace! You go from having the hottest gimmick in the world to you can't even good. You can't even get a two hundred dollar indie booking. Nope. Because everybody doesn't know what you're gonna do, and you may threaten the whole locker room to shoot them. Yeah, so look, like I said, and he was getting a, that's the bad thing too. He was getting a chance to get in there. He could have just showed up, been quiet, done his thing, and went home and people would have said, Hey, you know what? Maybe we should give this guy a chance. He showed up, did what he had to do, and he he left. He didn't, you know, but then he made this whole scene and I don't know. Yeah, so. it's like that's why you got let go from WWE because you ran your mouth continuously in the locker room. Yep. So Bruh. I don't know. But uh yeah, big cast. Uh, apparently so apparently he wasn't arrested, but uh, he's definitely on the, um, you know, if there was a, what was they called that thing where like, let's say they have a list of people who are banned from like a, uh, like a blacklist, like a blacklist. He's, he's, he's kind of <laughs> right now probably blacklisted from, Oh, of course. Nobody's going to want to book this dude. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to sign this guy. It's not and, worth it. And then where, where's, you know, where's Enzo been? Like, I thought these two dudes were, you know, no, Enzo has a flourishing rap career, Patrick. <laughs> oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, so yeah. So, but that's the thing. Like they were, you know, on social media, they were like, you know, marketing themselves as a team again. What I was kind of excited about, I was like, yeah, because I love these two guys as a team, man. They were, to me, they were breaking them up in WWE was a stupid decision in the first place, in my opinion. But why isn't Enzo acting? I bet you he could be a decent actor. I think he'd be a real good actor. I, I mean, the dude can talk. Like, who's his agent? I don't know. His agent's a big piece of crap. But. I don't I don't know, but uh <laughs> Enzo, average marks at gmail dot com. I will set you up like a tent. Yeah, Mikey O's got you, man. Mikey O's got you. All right. <coughs> let's move on now to rumor mill. We got ah. we got plenty of time for some rumor mill. So uh nice. I see you have a lot of stuff written down yeah. there. So let's 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 dive into it. Some rumor stuff. Let's go ahead. So I don't know what the deal is, but apparently the last two shows, Vince McMahon has been totally hands off. Well, last two shows of what? Raw and SmackDown. Okay. Uh, it says Paul Heyman was in charge of Raw last night, or this this was from last uh, yeah, last Tuesday. week, not, not this past week, right? Or week no, this last. yeah, oh. the, the Raw this so week, two, so two days ago, yeah, okay, yeah. Paul Heyman was in charge of Raw. Uh, Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, and Triple H were not at the show. Oh, so not even Bucky Beaver, because I watched the show and you know it was a decent show, but I don't know, it was a. Uh, 
There's a lot, and that's the thing too. They have a lot of guys starting to come back. I mean, Bobby Lashley's even still out too. He's not going to be back probably for another month or two. But uh, you know, well, I mean, when he comes back, he'll keep delivering this cardboard. Maybe vanilla ice cream. I don't know, but uh, but yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, I guess it's a step in the right direction, but there's still. You know, still a long way to go for Raw to be something spectacular, but continue. Right. Eric Bischoff, Bruce Pritchard, and Michael Hayes ran SmackDown Live this week. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon not actually at the show, and he did not participate in the writing or anything via telephone before the show. Interesting. Um, I, well, what's he, what was he doing? I don't know. Maybe it's XFL business, bro. Well, they got they're, their, they're gearing up. You know, their draft's coming up next month. Maybe so. But, Johnny uh, Manziel, first pick. Uh, well, Landry Jones is already, Houston team. Well, Landry Jones is already signed with the XFL. Although I don't think they assigned him a team yet. I, I heard what they want to do, and I know we're going to. You know, we have a little bit of time left, so just they apparently want to sign eight quarterbacks and assign them to teams, and then draft around the quarterbacks. Which, yeah, it's cool. But if you don't put Johnny Manziel on one of these Texas teams. We'll see. If he goes to Houston, man. We like, if Johnny Manziel goes to Seattle, like, what the crap? <laughs> what are they doing? They have a Seattle team? Yeah. Okay. I forget. You don't that. remember that? Well, I forget some of the teams they it's have. But... Seattle, Tampa Bay, Washington, D.C. Yeah. They have no teams uh, in the Midwest, I think, except St. Louis, maybe? They got maybe? Dallas. They got Houston. They got mm-hmm. San Diego. Yeah, let Johnny go to Houston, man, because if he goes to Houston, we have to go take that drive. Are we down there? To I'm going to games anyway. I want to go see this. Yeah, you want to go? See, yeah, well, it starts in February. Draft next month. All right, go ahead uh, with your with next rumor. All right, so Dave Meltzer, Unc Dave, putting his two cents in. Okay. Um, said Vince McMahon wanted to bury Cedric Alexander, and that explains why they were booked on the pre-show. Why? Come on, Vince. This is why you shouldn't be running things anymore because Cedric Alexander, I'm a fan. I mean, granted his promo needs work. He's kind of one of those, you know, you know, like I said, entering ability phenomenal, spectacular, amazing. He's great in the ring. His finishing move is awesome, by the way, uh, especially if you get somebody to sell it correctly. But, you know, he, he could use some work on his promos and whatnot, but and, you know, he's not, but of course not, not a lot of guys are these days, these larger than life, you know, characters, but uh, I don't know why, why would Vince want to bury this guy? I don't get it, it. It must be some behind the behind the curtain politics. I don't know. He must be he, unless, he's, unless he's he's putting his foot or he's putting his hand in the cookie jar somewhere, some way somehow. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you would want to bury this guy. This guy to me could be he could be a world champion one day. He's that good, in my opinion. That's just my my opinion, but yeah. I don't think he's ready to be world champion right now. May have to wait until he works out his contract and he goes to AEW. Which is weird, though, because he got a pinfall victory over AJ last week on, on Raw. And then, of course, he gets steamrolled uh, yeah. at Clash of Champions. So I don't know. Uh, while Kevin Owens has been teased for NXT, if he does appear, it's not expected he would stay there for long. Would you like to see KO in NXT? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. But I would love it. To, you know, like, you know, every week you got one of your old, you know, like Kevin Owens come back one week. You got Finn Balor come back one week. You got Shinsuke come back one week. Just, especially if you're going to be on TV. So you're looking for one-offs, not long runs? No. Because I think they should pull Drew McIntyre back and he should rule that whole thing. Well, well, it's the thing, like, 
And now guys you're not using on the main roster. Now Drew's hurt right now. That's why he's not he hasn't been mm. around. Drew's hurt right now. But um but yeah, like because I feel like a, a Kevin Owens, a Finn Balor, a Shinsuke, Drew McIntyre, these kind of guys can help, you know, whenever some of these newer guys come up, help some get these, some of these newer guys over. And I think you can put together some tremendous matches. And when you say one off, like maybe have Kevin Owens come back. Well, not well. No, Kevin Owens. He's doing too much on the main roster right now. But have a guy like a Drew McIntyre, maybe a guy like an Apollo Cruz who's not doing anything on the, on the main roster. A guy, some guys, you know, like Tyler Breeze. He went back and had an NXT Takeover match with Velveteen. A uh, tremendous match. You know, have some guys like that that you're not doing anything with on the main roster. Come back, have them do one feud, go into a, t- a takeover, and then put them back on the main roster. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't mm-hmm. not necessarily a one off. Maybe like a one-off feud, so to speak. Have them come back, yeah. feud with somebody, and then go back to the main roster. I think, and I, I think it can only help. Ric Flair's contract's up at the end of the year, according to the Observer. Uh, of course, there's the fight over the man trademark. His, his, he has a contract with WWE still. Yeah. And well, his, on what term? What terms is his contract? I guess it's one of those legend contracts, probably. I guess. I guess that means because I guess that means that like he can't show up to AEW right. or. Ring of Honor, or do do things with other companies. Now, granted, I'm sure they've. And I wait, hold up a minute. If he's under contract, that means they got to be paying him some way, somehow, right? I'd imagine so. So why does he want more money for this man? Well, it's probably it's probably stick? appearance based. I guess it's not like you know we're going to pay you this every month. I guess it's the same thing with Steve Austin. I'm sure Steve Austin's under some kind of contract because they've been using him, yeah, uh, somewhat frequently. I'm pretty sure AEW reached out to him. I'm, per- I'm sure AEW reached out to a lot of people. And he says, uh, and he is booked on Chris Jericho's 2020 cruise. So there's talk that he's not going to re-sign with WWE. That is very possible because Tony Khan might throw him a little more money just to show up every now and Man, again. Man, you know it. You got to have Nate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of the Jericho cruise, AEW might film an edition of their TNT show on the boat. Tony Khan has talked about wanting to do an on-location style shoot like WCW Nitro used to do. I'm, I'm a hundred percent okay with that. I, uh, I think that's it's it's cool. It's different. Uh, I don't know if there's ever been a major wrestling show that has been a uh, broadcast from a cruise ship. So yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. Like back in the day, WCW they used to go to Stur- the Sturgis Bike Rally. Uh, I thought that was cool. Going to Panama City Beach on the beach. That oh, I don't know if it was necessarily on the beach, but in outdoor venues, stuff like that. It's unique. It's cool. I'm all I'm all for it. And then the, the was it the uh, was it Fight for the Fallen? They had like that cool looking arena. Yeah, stuff like that, man. That that's to me that's gonna you know help close the gap from with AEW to WWE. Stuff like that, man. That's gonna keep AEW alive and well. This cruise boat thing just got me thinking of a shot, mm-hmm. like. Some of the superstars, uh, one of your like like funnier ones, I don't yeah. know, but they're coming around the corner and they're just like shooting the breeze, yeah. And then it's like this line, mm-hmm. and then they look down the hall and the line just goes down forever. It's all women, yeah. And they're walking down the line, going, "What is going on here?" <laughs> and it leads up finally to this door after like fifty women, yeah. and on the door it says Space Mountain. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That'd be dope. Oh yeah, get a love Space Mountain. It's the those are the Oldest ride, longest yeah. line. There you Ladies! go. Ladies, there you go. Nature boy. Nobody can, nobody can duplicate the nature boy. So. You got that, any more rumors there? That's it. All right. Well, I think we still got like a couple of minutes left. <clears throat> uh, 
I don't know. I think our, our friend in the chat went away. Uh, he hasn't said anything in a while. But, yeah, so coming up, you got Hell in a Cell. We got NXT on U- uh, USA Tonight. That's going to be fun. In two weeks, AEW on TNT. Also in two weeks, you got SmackDown going to Fox. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about SmackDown going to Fox now for over a year, and the, the time is getting close. AEW's been building since the beginning of the year. They're about to get their TV yeah. show. So a lot of uh, things are getting ready to culminate here in the next few weeks, and I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to it. As we see new beginnings, we also have to close a chapter in our book as a podcast. Oh, yeah? This will be the last podcast that Elijah will be in. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to start boxing on Thursdays. Oh, boxing. Huh? So is there anything special you would like to say to the listeners? It sucks. I miss you, Patrick. Uh-huh. I, I hate saying this. I wish I could say the same, but... Dang. It's messed up, man. I don't know. That, the vocabulary joke you had earlier was kind of messed right. up, too. All right. Um, also, I think this is Sean, the sign Enzo for the thing for the Space Mountain. Or the guy with the hands in his pocket. Orange Cassidy. Okay. My little dog pockets. That guy. So, you know, yeah, I'm done. Oh, speaking of Clash of Champions, and it made Orange Cassidy made me think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, quote of the week goes to Ryan K. Bowman when he was talking about Seth Rollins. And oh, he, go say yeah. I think I know. What you, go, and, go ahead. And he said, "Put some bass in your voice, yes, man, dude." That's the thing about Rollins, man. It, it, kind of the same thing with Cedric Alexander. Although I think Rollins is a better promo than Cedric Alexander, but. Um, <laughs> In-ring ability, f- superb in-ring ability. But Rollins, man, when he just talks and it's like, I don't know. It's like sometimes he's like he's like he's a little bit of a wimp, you know? Like Start, start channeling your inner, inner Becky. Get that deep voice, boy. Yeah, see, like when The Rock talked, The Rock put bass in his voice. When Stone Cold talked, put bass in his voice. Triple H, all these great promos, they just you put some just fire into that voice. And yeah. Seth Rollins tries to put fire into that voice, but it's like a little bitty fire, you know? It's like... <laughs> I don't know. I I I know where I trust me. I know exactly what Ryan Bowman's talking about because I watch Joe Cronin on YouTube all the time, and he talk. He he, he, he imitates Seth. Come on, guys! I got two words for you. Suck it, you know. And he and he does stuff like that. So it's uh it, it's pretty funny. But I know exact. I know exactly what Ryan K. Bowman's talking about because I don't know the stuff that I don't know if it's just the stuff they have written for Seth, but man, he I don't know. He's a uh, his promos need definitely need some work. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, him, Cedric, and him need the Miz because the Miz can cut some good ones. Well, that's the thing about the Miz now. The Miz cuts great promos, but like outside of that, now like he's good in the ring, but eh, he's almost too vanilla in the ring to me now. Yeah. So I don't know. You get the in-ring ability of a Cedric and a a Seth, and then you have the mic skills of the Miz. Put that in one, dude. You got you got some, you got money right there. Yeah. So. All right. What are we looking at now? Uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. All right. Make sure you check out our sponsor, CBD4U.net. CBDFORYOU.net. Why, Mikey O, should I do that? Because they have a 60% off store wide sell right now. CBDFORYOU.net. Follow us on social media at The Average Marks. Whichever one you're on, we're there. Patrick, get us out of here. Outro! You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the Average Marks 
and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. AMP is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by the GorillaPosition.com.